Welcome to the latest episode of Returning to Tradition. This week's episode is entitled The Beauty of God in Nature, and we're going to talk about many different things, including the simplicity of God in nature, uh, how we can reconcile bad things happening, bad natural things happening in nature, and God being representative in nature, and why nature is representative of God. As always, I am your host, Chris Dixon. Today, I'm joined by Natalie Ryan. Natalie is originally from Keller, Texas, and is an advertising major at the University of Oklahoma, graduating in 10 days from the airing date of this podcast. Natalie wanted to say that life is like a queso enchilada, on the outside, it's really good, but the best stuff is on the inside. Natalie, welcome to the show. Thank you so much, Chris. I'm so excited to be here, and thank you for inviting me. Yeah, for sure. Before we get started, uh, is there anything that the people should know about you, like your background, who you are, part of your life story, so that they can understand you and where you're coming from? in this podcast better yes definitely so in this podcast we're going to be talking about nature where do we start so i am sort of an outdoorsy person let me just be (laughs) outdoorsy real quick i'm not dirty person um i would like to be outside and my family we go hiking a lot i'm from yep keller texas kind of used to more of the warm weather and yeah, I'm a fun I'm a fun person. So if you ever see me or want to talk to me, don't come up to me. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. No, please come up and talk to me. Those are my fun facts. And I, I like funny people that are kind of down to earth. There we go. There we go. Natalie says she likes the warm weather. It's 70 degrees outside and she's wearing a sweatshirt and pants today. Yes, so. I almost have my mittens. <laughs> So, you don't know if it's a cold 70 or a hot 70. That's that's a fair point. The sun's being down on us pretty hard right now. But um, anyways, like Natalie said, we're going to talk about nature, the beauty of nature, and um, really, really what that means in regards to our faith. Because obviously God created everything. Um, and and yeah, so let's start, let's start with just what you see every day and how how you can relate God's presence to when you wake up in the morning and you see the sun come up or something simple like that. Yes, definitely. God is in the simple things in life. I think sometimes we can complicate it, um, but really, literally, as we're talking, I'm looking outside the window. The sun is beaming. I can feel it. I can feel God hugging my face right now. I see the leaves bristling in the wind, bright green after a heavy rainstorm. It's just finding the beauty in the small things. God provides that for us. Or whenever you see a robin or a blue jay, he comes to us in the most simplest forms, I feel like. But I heard from a friend, as a Christian, you're never bored. There's always something because everything is made of God. There's beauty in everything. So whenever my mom says, whenever we see a cardinal, that's my grandma saying hi to us from heaven. And whenever I see a blue jay, I think of my mom. And so every time I see a blue jay, I'm like, oh, that's my mom. And so I have to call her, text her, let her know. I'm going, mom, I just saw a blue jay. So definitely God 
it's in the simple things and it's so funny actually we'll probably get to that but like i've talked to my mom about this i think it's so interesting that something that the world universally finds beautiful is god made like man for example the grand canyon Mm-hmm. God made the Grand Canyon. That's not man-made. And everyone universally finds that beautiful. Like, there's just some things that are so universal that it's like only God, like God created that, if that makes sense. A lot of things really stuck out to me. One was the the whole thing with birds. Right next to my apartment right now, there's a bird's nest, like, right next to the door. Mm-hmm. And so every time, early on, as soon as I would enter or leave the door to my apartment, the birds would fly away right away mm-hmm. because they're scared. Yeah. But uh, they, they've started to get used to it. And they're like, I'm not sure what type of bird it is. And I've never seen this type of bird before their nest was mm-hmm. made there. But it's just a really, really cool thing um, to, to be able to look at. Um, and and realize, hey, this this is actually creation in progress. It's a nest. There, there. Those two birds are starting a family there, mm-hmm. as well. Um, and of course, God works through that. Um, another thing you brought up that I liked was how um, it, it's never boring as a Christian. And the past two men's discernment nights here at St. Thomas More, the question has come up. Um, asking the priest, hey, does does your life ever get boring, you know, doing the same thing, saying Mass over and over and over again? And every time all of the priests there have always said, no, it doesn't. It's it's always, I mean, we're, we're literally making God present to, to myself and to the whole congregation mm-hmm. gathered here. It's obviously not boring. And in the same way, nature also, through God, um, God being present to us in nature, um, so, I, th- I think there's a comparison there in, in respect to how that works out. And so, I, I want to move on to those big things, kind of like you started alluding to. Um, move on from the simple things like birds to the big things like, like the Grand Canyon. I went when I was seven, eight years old to the Grand Canyon. Um, and yeah, I don't remember a whole lot from it other than my mom freaking out because she thought my brother and I were going to fall in. Uh, but it it's just so crazy. And so I guess the question I have is how, I mean, obviously we can explain through science that the Colorado River came through and carved out the Grand Canyon. But how can we say, you know, this is God's creation and not a creation of nature itself if nature is a being how can we attribute it to something like god or or another being i feel it's it's the harmony of everything the intricate harmony of nature because god he puts everything there for a reason i feel like it's so hard to say it's just nature nature just brought these ants just brought these birds just brought this family there's something deeper to it like they each serve their own purpose and it's only because of God that everything is able to go in the cycle, like, and not nature. And there's just some things that are so beautiful that you naturally, I think, feel spiritual. You feel a peaceness. So I think if you go into a forest and you're just by yourself and you hear the birds chatting, you're a lot, your like senses are heightened and you're 
interior feels at rest. So some my people, some people say that's peaceful, but I think any person that experiences that has a spiritual experience, just because it's a calmness that can't be explained, that can't be man created. Mm-hmm. Like it's God coming down. That's like the Holy Spirit. That's His presence, and you're enjoying His. Uh, the things that he produced for us to enjoy. So I think to say it's nature, when you go out there and experience nature, there's some type of deeper connection going on, a deeper level of calmness Mm -hmm. that you can't really get from man-made things. It's those gifts that God gives us. Yeah, for sure. I I agree with that. And, And really my question was something that philosophers have been trying to decide Mm -hmm. for since the dawn of time basically since philosophy has been a thing how how can we know that god did this and not something else and um Mm -hmm. well whatever is there has to have a creator um Mm -hmm. and so you know something did it it's just a question of what that is another thing you brought up again tying it to the mass because i think that we can do that here is you talked about going into that forest and feeling that sense of peace and, and that sense of peace that only God can give us. And immediately my mind went to the Lamb of God and how the last line, um, Lamb of God, you take away in the sense of the word, grant us peace. Mm-hmm. And peace is something that only God can really grant us. And, and you really can't find peace until you, you accept God in that St. Augustine. I believe um, our hearts are restless until they rest in you. Let's talk some more about how you find that peace in nature. Mm-hmm. Um, what what do you do to to find that that peace? I think the biggest thing is silence. I think you can find silence in nature. I was reading uh, Mother Teresa. There's like a quote, a quote for each day. And one of it was like silence is where prayer happens. It's where God can come in. I think it's so important, especially in the hecticness of everyday life, to silence yourself, silence your mind. Um, I was going to say silence your heart, but don't silence your heart. Your heart needs to beat. <laughs> so keep that beating alive and loud. Um, unless it's God's will. I don't know. I don't, I don't know. <laughs> but, <laughs> yeah, I think the reason why I experience God in nature is the silence and then just the beauty of how everything works together and the harmony of everything like I don't know if you guys have seen the Disney movie or if you've seen the Disney movie Soul but it's when basically this person has never lived life goes out and lives life and it's as simple as seeing a leaf fall from a tree and seeing the sunshine behind that orange leaf that she's like life is beautiful and God gives us moments like that every day but if we don't take time to slow down and silence ourselves, we miss that. We, the simple things that God provides for us as gifts, we miss that in the fast paces of life and getting caught up. So I find it in nature because it gives me the time to go back to my roots, literally my roots in nature. <laughs> uh, funny. No, literally like go back to my roots and figure out, okay, why am I here? Because there's so many distractions, but when you're in nature, it just makes it very simple of why am I here? What is my purpose? And it helps clear the mind. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, one of one of the things in that that I appreciate is the importance of silence. Because like you said, today we're we're so hectic and you know, we're either on our phones or have headphones in our ears listening to music or, you know, watching YouTube, something. We're we're always busy, we're always doing something and we never take time for silence. And I think lots of people do this, in, in myself included. We just get caught so so caught up in doing stuff mm-hmm. that we don't take time to sit back, relax, and breathe. Even if we do take time out of the day to pray, mm-hmm. we we sit down, we we crank out a rosary real quick or something, and it's like, well, um, God's like, God's there. Like, are you gonna, you know, listen to me, or are you just gonna mm-hmm. talk the whole time? And the the whole importance of silence and prayer and silence with God is because prayer is goes two ways, like any relationship does. You you have to give and receive and. I'm pretty sure what God gives you, what you receive, is a lot greater than whatever you're giving God. Yeah. <laughs> so um, you cannot give God. Yeah, that would be very difficult to to do. Go the other way mm-hmm. on nature now. Okay. What about the bad things in nature? Like last mm-hmm. last night when we're recording this, last night San Antonio, Dallas, Fort Worth, Norman, mm-hmm. massive hailstorms, multiple billions of dollars worth of damage, mm-hmm. tornadoes, hurricanes, you name it. How how do we reconcile that Ooh. with something? Yes, that's yeah. such a good question. I think it, it humanizes us. It puts us all on the equal field plate because a storm is, that's God's weather. Like you can't control who gets hit by a storm, who doesn't. It equals the storms hit the rich, it hits the poor. It hits the Christians, it hits the non-Christians. It hits everyone. So, one, it a storm doesn't pick and choose who it hits. It, everyone can be affected by it. Um, and also, it makes us reliable on God. I think it helps us to recognize our own vulnerability and that like, you need God. For example, like when Hurricane Katrina happened, I wasn't a part of that, but I saw like the news and everything and how everyone's homes were affected. and Well, not everyone's homes, but a lot of people's homes in Houston were affected. And it wasn't picking and choosing. It was just everyone, period. And it made you, I think when you go through hard times, it makes you your faith so much stronger, or hopefully it does, because you realize that you can't do it yourself and that we're not made to do it ourselves, and that God is there to help fight our battles. He's there with us. So with the hailstorm, Again, one, it creates an equal playing field that shows that it affects everyone. Hail doesn't pick and choose who to hit. And then two, it makes you realize God's faith. Like, when there's tornadoes, I pray so hard because I'm not, I don't like tornadoes. And when I was younger, I would literally just go in the closet and be like, God, please, 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 please. And it brought me so strong in my faith because I was like, I can't, this is not my control. Like, this isn't God's control. So it helps us recognize our vulnerability. And that we don't have control. I really like that response because, you know, when we ask the question, why do bad things happen? You know, uh, your your response to sum it up in one word is humility. To, to give us humility because, mm-hmm. you know, we are all equal. Um, and 
And that's, that's something that we need to be reminded of because mm -hmm. I think so often, especially today, you know, there's people that think they're all that. We think we're all that from time to time. I know at least I do. Like, I'll admit oh, that. Yeah, like, no. you know. Everyone does, yeah. I'm also shutting my stuff. And, I'm like, and then I trip on the sidewalk. And I'm like, okay, humble myself. Thank you, God. Myself. <laughs> yeah, so, so that's really good. Also, um, part of my duty as a meteorologist, correct your hurricane reference. Um, hurricane Stop. Harvey, but it's Stop. okay. It's You're okay. going to embarrass me on the broadcast like that? <laughs> Hurricane oh, Harvey God. hit Houston, um, but where's Katrina? Oh, Katrina Louisiana. was oh New Orleans. <laughs> I'm yeah. so sorry. I You're sound good. so crazy. Oops. <laughs> All right. So finally, question I am asking every guest: What is a devotion that you find particularly notable in the members of our generation? Two things. One, not being afraid to like speak out, like. I would say embracing like who you are like if you want to wear bows in your hair wear bows in your hair like I think it's very much embrace who you are and two I would say standing up for people that might not be able to stand up for themselves or don't really have a voice um or aren't as heard as much speaking out um for those people, I think those are common things, and I think that those could be also come from a Catholic perspective. I think we're also learning how to, and this is just from like when I think of the Catholic specific our generation. Like, I think growing stronger in our faith because um, a lot of what we do isn't really what people our age are doing or society is doing, um, as far as like being following God and trying to live a life like he did. That's a very hard thing in general, but I think especially in our generation. So I think the courage to do that. But as a whole, our generation, I think the fearlessness to embrace people and speak out is what I would say. I really like that approach that you took to, mm -hmm. to that question. Mm -hmm. um, and I put you on the spot for it, so no, you know. Yeah, but yeah, but no. still, like, no, really good. Uh, and and just like, I think that is really true. Like, our regardless of whether or not you agree with somebody, I think that our generation is accepting of people for who mm -hmm. they are. And you know, if you want to do this or do that, okay. But you know, I I think we've learned to respect and. For the most part, it tried to build bridges with one another mm -hmm. rather mm -hmm. than tear them down. And mm -hmm. the other point you brought up about protecting those who can't speak up for themselves, whether it be minorities or the poor or uh, aborted babies, mm -hmm. our generation is really, really good about that. And, um, and yeah, just overall... Just something we do very well. And so I agree 100% with all of that. So thank you, Natalie, for sharing a bit about yourself with the listeners this week. Is there anything else you want to say about our Catholic Church or embracing tradition? I would say, so actually, 
I so I, I probably should have started this when you asked me to say some stuff about me. So I was born and like raised. Well, actually, so I was adopted, but when I came over to America, I was raised in the Catholic faith. So basically, a Catholic baby, I think is what people call it, or sooner baby, or I don't Cr- know. Cradle Catholic. Yeah, Cradle yeah. Catholic. <laughs> I was basically a Cradle Catholic, and the high school I went to, a lot of my friends went to Baptist churches, which are is really cool. Um, and so. I went and I just kind of visited some, went to their churches a few times and they had the music and everything and the messages and I really liked that. And I was like, well, maybe I'll do both. Like I still want to be Catholic, but also do this. And that is beautiful. As I've gone to college, I've realized how beautiful the Catholic church is and that I don't want to leave the Catholic faith. And I've recognized the coolness in my French churches, but I also realized the beauty and Catholic faith and the tradition is so beautiful. Like when you're in front of that Eucharist, it's like, I don't know how to explain it. Like you feel so holy. Um, You feel the Holy Spirit and there's such beauty in that tradition and the paintings and the saints, especially I've learned more about the saints coming to college and realizing that they're like also teachers. They've been through this too. And so I think having that whole, you have a whole line of teammates on your side, rooting for you, helping you, that you can learn from. So since coming to college, I realized the beauty in the Catholic faith. I I like that in the the ecumenical approach that you took to the question too. Um, I'm a big fan of ecumenical dialogue and so being respectful to to the Baptists and other Christians mm-hmm. and their positions. And like we mentioned a little bit last week on Blake's pod, podcast episode when we talked about and being non-denominational, there, there's some truth still in that. And that's why probably you're drawn to it to, to an extent is because, you know, there is beauty in it. Um, but again, the saints, the Eucharist, you, you can't beat it here in the Catholic Church. So thanks again, Natalie, and thank you, the listener, for, well, listening. If you like the show, be sure to subscribe to the podcast so you don't miss when it comes out next Wednesday, May 12th. See you guys soon, and don't forget to continue returning to tradition.